Welcome to another episode of the La Liga podcast, brought to you by La Liga News UK. Once again, I'm your host, Campbell Finlayson, and alongside me this week are Ben McDonald. Hello. And Hamilton's finest, Kieran Allen. Hello. We'll bring you the latest news from La Liga and answer your questions later in the show, as well as take a look ahead to next week's games. But first, we'll have a look back at the action from last weekend, starting with La Liga leaders Barcelona and the shock 0-0 draw with Getafe at the Camp Nou. Barca were expected to comfortably beat their visitors, but Getafe defended expertly, limiting Barca to a handful of chances which they were unable to convert. Kieran, Barcelona's unbeaten start to the season continued, but that's now two draws in a row after Espanyol away last weekend. Do you think teams are starting to suss them out, and is a defeat on the horizon? I think teams may be learning how to set up against them, yes, but I also think they may have lost a bit of their edge due to being so far in front for so long in the season. Having said that, Getafe made it difficult for them to play through the lines and broken the counter quite well at times, but no, I can't see them losing anything soon. As for Getafe, they've drawn their last four games against Barcelona, Leganes, Sevilla and Athletic Bilbao and have lost just two of their last ten away at Atletico Madrid and Girona, leaving them sitting 11th place in the Liga table, 12 points clear of the bottom three. Simply put, Kieran, are they safe or is there still work to be done? I would say it's unlikely that they'll go down. Look, 12 points clear is good for a team the size of Hetafe, and if they perform as well as they did against Barcelona, then they should be fine. Moving on, we head to the Bernabeu, where Real Madrid moved into third place for 24 hours on Saturday night, after a whirlwind first half helped them to a 5-2 win over Real Sociedad. With Blancos took the lead in two minutes with a Lucas Vasquez header, Cristiano Ronaldo tapped in from Marcelo's cutback to make it 2 Tony Crow's curling effort and a Ronaldo header making it 4-0 before half time. First half also saw Madrid Real hit the post twice through Ronaldo and Kareem Benzema. John Bautista scored past Caleb Navas midway through the second half to get one back for Real Sociedad, but Ronaldo rounded the goalkeeper to tap in his hat-trick after a spill from the goalkeeper after a shot from Gareth Bale. As yet, Mendy scored to make it 5-2 late on, but Real would hold out for a comfortable win. Real's great scoring spree continues before the Champions League last 16 clash with Paris Saint-Germain tonight. Ben, are Los Blancos back to their best at the perfect time? Yeah, I'd say they were. Um, obviously, with the Champions League on its way, you've got your, your big players like Ronaldo. He was properly up for it at the weekend. Uh, as well as scoring his hat-trick, he, he put in a few crosses, especially for Vasquez for his, the first goal of the game. And yeah, they're coming across very strong, isn't they? Move on to Sunday night, Valencia and Darby at the Mestalla, which was not short of controversy as Valencia defeated Levante 3-1. Santimina scored a header on 17 minutes to put the home side ahead, but straight from kick-off, a Jose Campagna cross was volleyed home by Sergio Postillo to make it 1-1. In the second half, Levante had a goal disallowed. Koke's header was called out for his... Koke's header was disallowed for a supposed push, although it looked very, very harsh, and instantly Valencia broke down the other end, and Luciano Vieto scrambled home to make it 2-1. Simone Zaza was supposedly tripped by Robert Suarez for a penalty late on. It looked very, very harsh on the defender, but the penalty was given and Danny Parejo rolled it past the goalkeeper to make it 3-1 to the home side. Valencia claimed the bragging rights with just about with a just about deserved three points, but Levante will feel hard done to after two crazy refereeing decisions. Kieran, do you think David Medier got both wrong, or do you feel he was right? Uh, yes, I would say he got both decisions wrong. For the penalty, Zaza gets to the ball first and the defender does well to block him off, so for me it wasn't a penalty, and Levante's goal being disallowed as well looked harsh on them. 
Levante won the Segunda last year, Kieran, but are the lowest of the three promoted teams, just two points above 18th place. Should Sunday's performance give them confidence? Do you think that they can stay up? In terms of confidence, I don't think the the performance will matter because at the end of the day, it's the points they need at this stage in the season. We move back to second place, Atletico Madrid, who won 1-0 at Malaga thanks to Antoine Griezmann's early goal. Saul's shot deflected through to Griezmann to run in and clip the ball over the goalkeeper into the back of the net. Malaga are now four points adrift at the bottom and seven from safety. They can take heart from the performance against the second in the league side, but when it looks very bleak for them, second tier football next season. It's certainly looking that way. Um, <clears throat> they did have a. There was a, they were quite impressive. Uh, deciding the Brown and Dai is adding a bit of an attacking threat to the team. Um, but yeah, I think so far into the season, um, they've, they've lost so much, so it's going to be quite the battle for them. Villarreal stay fifth, but are now just one point ahead of Sevilla after a 2-1 loss at home to the Zurgent Alaves. The visitors took the lead in the first half, Rodrigo Eli with a glancing header finding the bottom corner, and they made it two in the second half. Ibai Gomez broke away, finishing off a team move from the edge of the box. Carlos Barca had a shot deflected home to make it 2-1. Alaves would hold out for a big three points. Alaves have come through some tough recent games with wins over Sevilla and Celta Vigo, as well as Villarreal. A draw against Leganes and a tight 2-1 defeat at Barcelona. They also beat Valencia 2-1 at home in the Copa del Rey quarter-final, but they lost on penalties. 16 of the 25 points have come at home. Deportivo, Levante and Real Betis, their next three opponents at the Mendy Perotta, compared to Real Madrid, Real Sociedad and Valencia away from home. Kieran, could their home support help guarantee them another season in La Liga? Uh, yes, I would say so. Their home form's actually been quite good. Um, their next three home fixtures look like games that they could pick up points, at least in paper anyway. We'll move on now to Balaidos. We're an entertaining game, so Espanyol take an early lead before clawing their way back to claim a point at Celta Vigo. If they can lead on 10 minutes, Leo back to style running clear to finish past the goalkeeper, but Maxi Gomez would level later on in the first half with a close-range header. With 10 minutes to go, Gomez saw his shot deflect home in the box for what looked like the winner for the home side, but just 5 minutes later, Gerard Moreno would score a half volley from 20 plus yards out to make it 2-2. Ben, this is one of those games that showed La Liga at its best. Both sides not always the best to watch, but they were on Sunday and not in any real danger just now of relegation. Can either challenge for Europe? I wouldn't say so. I think um, the way it's heating up mid-table, I don't think Salah Vigo will get back up there. Teams like Ibar the surprise package of the season. I think they've played so well. I think they should be rewarded with European football next season. With Espanyol, I think they're just further down the table. I think they're just too far away to get into any of the Euro spots. Sevilla moved to within one point of Villarreal, as previously mentioned. The tight 1-0 win over Girona at the Ramon Sanchez Tijuana on Sunday morning. Luis Muriel uh, handballed the ball in his own box from a free kick, but Adai's penalty kick was saved by Sergio Rico, and Pablo Zarabia would tap in on the line after Anthony Correa shot. Joaquin career shot Sarri had been poked past uh, Bunu in the goal and it was kept out two defenders chasing back Gomez Faris Arabia to score. Kieran, Sevilla were yet again far from convincing but they got the job done. Where do you feel they need to improve? Well, I would say they have to improve mainly defensively, especially having conceded five against Eibar. But they've managed to win uh, their last two in the bounce with wins against Leganes in Girona, so they may well kick on now. As for Girona, can they make an unlikely push for 7th place, which at the moment we're doing a Europa League spot as it stands, with Barcelona and Sevilla in the Copa del Rey final, given they're just 4 points away? It's possible, but very unlikely in my opinion, especially when you look at the fixtures they've got coming up. 
I think they'll fall short, but whatever happens, they've had a great season and probably surpassed all expectations. Abar remaining sixth as they struck late just on Leganes at the Butarque. Ivan Rami scoring a 94th minute header. The Basque club's remarkable rise continues Ben and they now sit 7th in the Europa League playoff spot. Making Europe would be an outstanding achievement for La Liga's smallest club, but do you think they could cope on both fronts if it materialised or would Europe have a detrimental effect on their league form? They played awfully well on the weekend. Um, they always looked more, the most likely to score throughout the game. Um, Papa Diop and Martinez both had early chances. Um, also the sea of ass red cards definitely hadn't handed them the advantage. Um, well, he could have been robbed with the second yellow card. I thought he won the ball, but um, yeah, no, Ibar seemed a very strong team, and they have done all season. So I imagine with a little bit of uh, income for their place and a few signings, might be a force to reckon with in Europe next season. Do you agree that Sirvas red card was rather harsh on the defender? I mean, when you're already on a yellow card, you should watch what you're doing. But I, I felt like he won the ball, so I think he was harshly treated there. Loren Moron converted fellow youngster Junior Fierpo's cross to score his third goal with just his second appearance for Real Betis as they won 1-0 at Deportivo La Coruña on Monday night. Depor seemed devoid of ideas at times, Kieran, with the appointment of Clarence Seedorf odd, to say the least. Surely the Dutchman can't turn this side around? To be honest, I'd be surprised if Deportivo managed to turn their season around, but Clarence Seedorf obviously has a, a big reputation in the game, especially as a player. So maybe that's what they're looking for, just for him to give them a lift that they so desperately need. Well, they're quick with two on Lorraine Moron as well, Kieran. Three goals in just two games for Betis. This boy's a big, big future ahead of him. He keeps this up. Um, certainly seems like it. It's obviously only two games into his career, so you don't want to put um, too much pressure on him. But if he, keeps, if he continues in that vein of form, then obviously Real Betis will be delighted. Atletico Bal nil, Las Palmas now sums up Friday night's board fest. Ben, it was an important point though for Las Palmas. How do you feel Paco Jemes is doing? I think he's been doing okay actually. <clears throat> he got a point at the weekend. Um, he's also came up with wins against Malaga and the shock win against Valencia. So he has come in and he has like improved the side awfully well. Um, still a bit to go. Uh, we'll have to see if they can survive, but he's done well. He's done well for the side. Paco played. That's all for last week's games. We've got some news in La Liga now. As we just said, Clarence Seedorf is now the new manager of Deportivo La Coruña. It's a strange appointment as the manager has only been in charge at former club AC Milan for four months and followed that with a spell at Shenzhen in China for five months. I'll open this to both of you. Is it the right or the wrong decision? Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I think look, um, it could be a, a good appointment. Um, obviously, he did quite well at AC Milan in my opinion. Um, I didn't. As a player? As a player and as a coach, I would say so. But um, in China, I haven't heard much of him. So we'll just have to watch this space. I don't think he's got the experience for uh, Deportivo to keep up. I think they should have had someone who's got that sort of experience down. Um, I mean, the prime example would be Rafa Benitez, kind, someone who knows what he's doing. But yeah, I think. He's probably been the wrong wrong choice. But then again, it's it's probably um, difficult for a team in that position in the league to attract a manager of any sort of calibre. So there's that as well. Depot have been a big club in Spain, though, Kieran. Of course, they've been down in the lower leagues a few times in recent years, but you look back to this de Super Depot side of the early 2000s, they're still a big club, and some managers may find that they would like to go there, but Seedorf, it's a bit of a strange appointment. 
do you think they could have got anyone any, any better? And if so, who? Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, the, the board makes the decisions, so obviously they've went through the shortlist and decided that Clarence was the, the best man for the job. What do you think, Ben? See, going back to like, things, I mean, you've had players like Lucas Perez, who's been getting an awful lot of slack recently. Um, I don't know whether Seydorf's got that sort of mentality to like man-manage and calm players down, but um, we'll see how it goes. Again, I felt like they could have done with a more experienced manager at the helm. After the controversy in Sunday's Valencia and Derby, do you agree with Liga's decision to introduce VAR from next season? Um, I agree. I think VAR is an awful good idea. Um, take it from other sports like tennis and rugby, it gets all the vital decisions correct. And if you've seen it both in different leagues around Europe and international football, that the sort of decisions should be made um, with instant replays. Ian, what's your thoughts on this? Um, well, VAR obviously would help the referees get the, the decisions correct, which is the most important thing. I think the, the biggest challenge is actually just getting it to make the decisions in the game quicker, because obviously we've seen in leagues such as the English Premier League that it slows the game down or interrupts it, and nobody really wants that, especially from a fan's point of view. Do you feel that if they're going to be using the VAR, they would maybe need it on one of the big screens in the stadium as well to let the fans know what's going on? Because sometimes if they don't know what the referee's decision is and they're having to wait, it sort of just left them to look as well. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely for the fans and the players, because you see on television especially, some of the players are even looking confused. So I think that would definitely help, yes. Ben? Off, it gives you a bit more clarification as well. So if, you, if the referee's the only one who's getting the the response, like it'll take uh, like players and managers will be able to argue the fact they won't get to see what the referees getting in the year. We'll take a look back now at last weekend, uh, last midweek, sorry, Copa del Rey semi-finals. Barcelona were two 0 winners at the Mestalla against Valencia with goals from Felipe Coutinho, his first for the club, and Ivan Rakitic completing a three 0 aggregate win after Luis Suarez's header in the first leg. They will play Sevilla in the final after their 3-1 win over Leganes. A one-all draw from the first leg with Siovas uh, scoring for Levante, cancelling out Luis Muriel's opener for Sevilla. Uh, Joaquin Correa and Lucas Vasquez though scored at the Ramon Sanchez with one last midweek to win the second leg 2-0 for the home side. We go through 3-1 on aggregate. They of course play Barcelona in the final and the venue for the final has been confirmed as Atletico Madrid's Wanda Metropolitano with cheaper tickets set to be introduced there. Ben, do you feel the Wanda is a good choice and do you feel it will be full? I reckon it will be. Um, it is an impressive new stadium. Um, it's been filled up by Atletico crowds this season. Um, the, cheap, the cheap ticket alternative is also a, a great idea for both fans. Um, I feel like that incentive will definitely drive the fans in. Yeah, what do you think about this? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of echoing what Ben's saying here. I think it's a really nice stadium. And if fans are getting their um, tickets cheaper, then obviously all the better for them because that's what you want for such an important game. As for the final itself, do you feel those two sides are the right teams to be in there? I mean, of course, expected Valencia to give Barcelona more of a challenge, but they were very poor over the two legs. Whereas Leganes really did trouble Sevilla, and we're unlucky, I suppose. But Barca Sevilla, the right teams overall. I would say so. Yeah. At the end of the day, they've managed to get through, so they deserve to be there. And let's just hope for 
a really entertaining and exciting game. I was just going to just cover and say that in the, in the previous podcast, I think I mentioned that they were obviously the two strongest teams, and uh, I imagine there'll be a Barca win, but we'll see how it goes. So we are a strong side. Keep an eye out on the website and all our social media channels for all the La Liga news. We'll move on to this midweek where Real Madrid hosts Paris Saint-Germain Wednesday night in the Champions League. How do you see that one going? Um, I mean, being Scottish, you saw how strong PSG were when they hammered Celtic 5-0 in, in Glasgow. Um, the, the front three of Cavani, Mbappe and Neymar, they are frightening, but as was said at the start of the podcast, Madrid are coming up with some strong performances, so you never know. Kieran, do you think Real Madrid will win the first leg, and do you think they'll progress overall? Um, well, the two of them are two really strong sides, so I can't really predict it. Uh, any of the two of them could go through, in my opinion, but as long as there's goals and it's an entertaining game, I'll be happy. I'm really looking forward to this one. Sevilla play Manchester United and Barcelona are against Chelsea. Their first legs will take place next week. You'll hear all about them from Alex and Regan next, next week's podcast. As for the Europa League, four Spanish sides are into the round of 32 and their first legs take place this week. Real Sociedad, the only team at home, their first leg against Redville Salzburg comes on Thursday, as do away ties for Atletico Madrid at Copenhagen, Athletic Bilbao in Mo- uh, Russia against Spartak Moscow, and Villarreal's trip to Lyon. Guys, do you feel who do you, do you feel all four Spanish sides have a great chance of going through there? Um, I can't see Sociedad getting past Salzburg. Um, we'll see how it goes. See how the see how the performance works. I think the the rest of them should be okay. Um, Villarreal obviously have a tricky tie with Lyon, but I think they have the quali- the quality to qualify. Um, Athletic should probably get past Spartak Moscow and Atleti that they've got the quality. They'll easily push aside Copenhagen. Um, mostly, yeah. I would say Athletic. Oh, it'll be a tight game between them and Spartak. I think Villarreal or Villarreal and uh, Leon will be a really tight game as well. Uh, I would expect Leon to actually go through in that one, um, and pretty much the same as Ben. Yes, with the rest of the, the results. Move on to your tweets now, and our very own podcast host, Regan Walsh asks, Will Zidane get the sack if Real Madrid lose both legs of the Champions League? Yep, um, personally, um, I don't think he will, because I don't see the point in sacking him just now. I think they would have more chance of getting another manager in at the end of the season. Uh, So I think he'll be there at the end of the season, till the end of the season at least. You agree, ben? Yeah, I, I agree with Kieran on that one. I think it's uh, so far into the season from to get sacked. I think it would be a silly choice. But I imagine that the pressure will be on. Like, if, if he gets put out of the Champions League, he'll need a strong finish in the league to, for any signs of keeping his job beyond the summer. We can ask this question if they lose both legs. Simply put, I don't think they will lose both legs. For me, he wouldn't be the right person to go at the minute either, sorry. It wouldn't be the right decision for him to go. But as Kieran says, at the end of the season, we may well see the back of Zidane himself. Finley at FW Journal asks, what Spanish team will get the furthest in both of the European competitions? Kieran, we'll start with you here. Uh, right, well, for the Champions League, I would say Barcelona, just because domestically they've been absolutely fantastic, apart from a couple of blips they've had in the past few weeks. 
um, and and Europe they're always really good to watch and a really exciting team so for the Champions League I would say Barcelona and for the Europa League I would say Atleti Real Madrid um, just because they're really good defensively and they can grind out results in Europe do you think Barcelona could win the Champions League in the same for Atletico with the Europa League? Um, I don't see why not because Barcelona are just a team full of superstars and um, as far as Atletico, um, they're a great team, they work really hard for each other, they're defensively solid and they've got Griezmann up top to score the goals. So, your thoughts here? In terms of like the Spanish clubs, uh, I'm in full agreement with uh, Kyrie on this one. Uh, Chelsea have just been sloppy the past few games, so I imagine Barcelona will sweep them aside. Um, they'll probably reach the final. Um, if, if PSG get past Real, again, that's a strong strong opposition. And then Juventus, although they had a bit of a hiccup against Tottenham last night, will probably still get through at the Wembley game. Um, Atletico Madrid, yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably one of the strongest teams there. You've also got the teams like Arsenal, uh, Borussia Dortmund, Napoli and AC Milan. They're also there to provide tough competition, but I imagine Atleti will get there thereabouts. Back at the start of the season, some of the La Liga uh, writers, the La Liga News UK writers, sorry, made predictions, and I had Barcelona or Real Madrid to win the Champions League, and all three of the Europa League sides to get out of their group, only via Real to reach the semis. I stick by that, but I think Atletico Madrid, as you see, they could go all the way in Europe as well in the Europa League. And a final tweet comes in from at Tom Crow XX, who asks, I Liga, saying, really, is this still a title race? Kieran? Um, I would say so because Barcelona are still only seven points ahead, even though they've been there all season. Uh, so until it's mathematically impossible, then I would say yep, a title race is still on. I mean, Atleti are there, um, but I think they've got 34 goals this season, whereas Barcelona have got nearly twice as many. So they'll need to start scoring goals to help push themselves up. I mean, the rival of Costa and Vitola are off, offering that attacking threat, but again, they just need to start killing off teams more frequently, and then we'll see what happens. But I think Barcelona are probably they'll probably end up winning the league. I think they're too strong to be displaced. Yeah, I would agree with that. Thanks, Um From last weekend, I'm going to ask you both here: what was your game of the week? Yeah, personally, I would say the. The 5-2 with Real Sociedad and Real Madrid, uh, just because of the amount of goals and yep, the high scoring game, that would be my pick. Yeah. See, the Madrid Sociedad game, yeah, obviously a lot of goals, I quite enjoyed the Celta Espanol game, I thought it was a very entertaining clash. Yeah, I think Celta Espanol was a good game, but looking back as well, Valencia against Levante, the Valencian derby was a very entertaining game as well. Four goals, a lot of controversy. All good games, those three. Uh, as for your goal of the week, Kieran, what's your pick with this one? Personally, I would pick the Maxi Gomez volley in the Celta Espanol game. Uh, the technique was fantastic, and just to swivel round and volley it in the corner was great. See. From the same game, I'm going to go for Jared Moreno's long range shot past Blanco to secure the draw for Espanol. I felt like that was probably the best, the best goal of the week. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, Ben. It was brilliant to place right into the corner. Even Blanco, no chance. And it meant a lot as well, of course, for Espanyol getting the point. Take a look forward now to next week's fixtures. We start on Friday night at 8 o'clock at the Montelivi as Girona host Leganes. Four games on Saturday, starting off at lunchtime as Las Palmas host Sevilla. Before the 3.15 game, says Barcelona. Travel to the Basque Country and Picurua to face a bar. Alaves then host Deportivo La Coruña with Alaves looking to push away from the bottom three and Depol looking to get out. Malaga then host Valencia on Saturday night. Malaga in serious need of points but it doesn't look good against the place Valencia. Another four games come on Sunday. At 11 o'clock we have Real Sociedad versus Levante. Sunday at 3.15 is then Atletico Madrid versus Atletico Bilbao at the Wanda Metropolitano. The half five game on Sunday night sees Espanyol host Villarreal. And then the late game on Sunday is Real Betis against Real Madrid in what could be a high-scoring affair. The Monday night game is Getafe versus Celta Vigo. Guys, any of those games take your fancy? As you just said, uh, Betis against Madrid. That'll be the exciting clash, I imagine, at the weekend. Ibar Barcelona, again, I'm, I'm, I've been impressed by the side this season. Um, and again with Barcelona, you're going to have... That, that strong side, so it'll be an entertaining clash on the Saturday as well. Kieran, any yeah. games there? Um, just the Barcelona game, up there, a joy to watch, and um, hopefully we get goals. Anything else guys that you'd like to add from this week or anything La Liga at all? Um, I read something about like um, Timo Werner being linked to a move to Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you're getting that the Griezmann news, it's, it doesn't have any signs of go- going away. Um, I imagine this will probably will be his last, his last uh, season at the club. Um, his wee uh, interaction with the fans during the Valencia game at the end of the match when he started shooting them, when he started to build them, was a bit weird. I don't think that will help the relationship between him and the, play- and the supporters. So, yeah, I imagine he'll be gone by... By September. Do you think the Frenchman's happy at Atletico or do you think he's wanting to force that move out as quickly as he can? I think being known as like the star player, I think he's quite happy with that reputation, but I, I imagine when you when you're being linked with a move to Barcelona and being part of a, a, a the attacking lineup with Suarez and Messi, you you're not gonna say no to are you? Well, we'll need to wait and see what happens there, but I think the arrival of Felipe Coutinho could maybe put a spanner in the works there. Nah, I mean, he costs so much money, so I imagine Barcelona are going to have to use him. But again, with the arrival of someone of a higher quality like Griezmann, you're not—he's not going to budge. You. Doesn't seem so. Kieran, anything that you'd like to say? Um, sorry, we'll edit that out. Um. That's all for this week, folks, but Alex and Regan will be back with you next week with episode 5, and myself, Ben, and Kieran will be back in a fortnight. Bye for now.